0: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show.
1: First pitch at high and deep to center. Going back is Kepler, looking up, and that ball is gone. Acuna, who had one hit over his head last night to end the ballgame, jumps on Barrios' first pitch. For center and deep. Kepler back, looking up, and it is four to nothing. A three run home run for Freeman. Those highlights, courtesy of Fox Sports North. This is the Score North First Place Twins Show, live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes. Miguel Sano was, what'd you say, Derek, one for two with the walk yesterday? Two walks, in. Two walks. Uh, the magic number, I believe, is 47. And the magic number is 47. I'm Rami Makhlouf. That's Derek Wetmore, our Twins reporter. Manny Hill on the other side of the glass. And the first time I've had the pleasure of doing the Score North First Place Twins show with Danny Cunningham. Pretty sure we've done the show before, Not this Rami. show. I'm pretty not sure we've show. done the Twins I don't show think at we've least done once. Tw- no, I don't, I don't think we have. I think we have? I don't think we have. And I don't think anybody cares if we have or not, but I don't think we have. <laughs> Got to start off this afternoon's show with uh, what transpired last night, and I never like to gauge... You done with that taco, Danny? Not quite. (laughs) I had a meeting right before this. I didn't get a
2: chance to finish it. I'm just trying...
1: If you're watching us on Twitter, Twitch, and Facebook, where we're streaming, enjoy Danny enjoying his taco. It's a great taco.
2: (laughs) Got some chicken. We got some cheese, some bacon, some lime on there, Tabasco sauce.
1: I never, I never like to gauge... A fan reaction or or fan emotion in mass based on what I see on social media, but the panic over Jose Barrios last night was more prominent than than I even see Twitter panic after or during a lot of Twins
0: games. Derek, am I am I off on that? It wasn't just Twitter though. I was I went to the game as a fan and I was uh, so moved around throughout the game, and you know there's you hear whispers and stuff and people worried about. Jose Brios and and then I was walking out. I happened to be walking out through the uh Legends Club door right out by that fine parking ramp over there that the city of Minneapolis is robbing us blind. Um $17 I
3: think. And some woman up. is
2: $17.
3: $17, yes.
2: Oh my god.
3: It's outrageous. a no, to, to no so, for me, dog. That's, that's I did that one no. time this year. I said no, nope, never again. So after, after I,
0: wolves, wolves games are nine bucks. Yep. After I ran into uh, Manny Hill downstairs at at Target Field, I was walking out through the Legends Club, and a woman asks the you know I don't know what they're called the greeters, ushers, the people in the light baby blue t shirts. They say, "Have a good night, folks. Thanks for coming. Go Twins." You know those people that you walk by on the way out of the seat. She grabbed one of these poor young men by the shoulders and kind of shook him. Not violently, but shook him, making sure you're paying attention to me. She said, please tell me Jose Barrios is Okay. Please tell me Jose Brios is okay. So I think that this the was Twitter Usher doing this. No, it was a oh. fan leaving the park. Oh, and grabbing the usher to the saying, oh, reverse okay. greeter or whatever right. those people's yeah. job title is, whatever it says on their business I'm card go with usher. She said, is, I like usher. is he okay? Please tell me he's okay. And I think that they assured her that he'll be fine. But I just wanted to share with you an anecdote, Rami, that it's not just Twins Twitter that is it's real uh, life too. That's mad about Jose Brios right now, or scared, or unnerved, or whatever the word you want to use to describe it? Because of one bad start? Well, I mean... Or do do you think it goes deeper? That's kind of the guy, right? we could be just one start, sure, but that's kind of the guy.
2: So here's where my concern with Barrios is, is not that he doesn't have the talent to do this or any of that, but the thing that I think bothers me is that there are a few too many times where... He doesn't have starts like last night. Last night was an anomaly. He's not going to often go out there and give up nine earned runs. That's just not who he is. It's And every single pitcher is going to have that. Whether you are a five-time Cy Young winner or a journeyman, you're going to have a start where you are just terrible and you look like you don't belong in the big leagues. It happens. But I think that my issue with Barrios is that there are a few too many starts for my liking where... He has to really labor to get through it, which is impressive that he gets through it, but he doesn't have the stuff he had against Miami. And results aside, no matter how good your stuff is, you're not going to be able to pitch seven shutout innings, striking out 11, and only throwing 80 pitches time and time again. Part of that's due to Miami's just not good. Part of it, he was really special that day. But the stuff he had that day doesn't appear as often as I think it should for him. I think that there are too many starts like the... The one right after the All Star break in Cleveland, where he got through five, he only allowed three runs, but it was really difficult for him to do. Like you could tell, he was just not himself, and I think that that's appeared a little too much for my taste.
1: But isn't that every ace pitcher this, to me? What separates an ace from from just a good number I don't, one I don't from think another it happens team as often?
2: And, and yes, he he's looked great against Chicago. He's looked great against Miami as as he should. And that's when his stuff's really working. But Because when,
1: more times than not, even when Barrios doesn't have his stuff, you said he's been able to work through it and and get the results that you want from an ace pitcher. But I think
2: he should have the, the his stuff far more often if he wants to be considered that ace. He is by far the most talented guy in the twins, by far their best pitcher. Like that is right. There's no not a debate that. there. But for him to be that bona fide ace, he needs to have his good stuff more often than he does, I think. Getting through it is fine, and having to labor through it and having to be crafty to figure out a way makes you a really, really good pitcher. It doesn't quite make you an ace.
1: Derek, do you think he doesn't have his ace stuff
0: less more often than other ace pitchers? Well, I mean, I don't know. I get kind of bored by the whole like semantics of, like, is he Justin Verlander or is he just that next tier He's the next tier. Like he's 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 not going to go into a matchup with Garrett Cole and be heav- heavily favored, right? in the in the postseason. What the Twins are counting on for October is is he good enough to get by one of those big three? If you if you clash with the Astros, are you good enough to have a representative start and outdo one of those big three in Houston or whoever the Yankees throw at you? Are you good enough to get by that? And I, I think he is. I, if he has one of the nights where he doesn't have, as Danny refers to, his stuff, it's gonna be a tough night for the twins. Yeah. And what they're probably gonna do if this is October, is get him out of there. It's what they did with Irv Santana two years ago, 2017. Irv makes the start in Yankee Stadium in the wildcard game. Jose Brios comes in to bail him out.
2: But if that's the case where they have to get him out of there, they're screwed. Like they totally. they don't have the they don't have the horses to be able to to if he doesn't have it, that's going to be a loss for them unless Unless their bats explode and you don't know what they're facing, but if they're facing Garrett Cole, like you said, and Barrios doesn't have it, you can chalk that one up as a loss. But more times
1: than not, he comes out and is good enough. Stuff or no stuff. I just pulled up his game log. When was the last time just take a guess, I know you guys aren't looking at it. When was the last time you think Jose Brios gave up more than three earned runs before last night?
2: Before last night, the last time he gave up more than three You're earned looking at runs. The game I've log. had the That's game cheating. log up was May 18th. I'm holding it up on I've the screen. But he also he also has his month of July, which his numbers were good, he also had three starts that were less than six innings. Like that, I'm looking for. He needs to be that guy that's going to go out and pitch 200 innings to be an ace. You can't have repeated starts of five innings, three runs, and you're already over 90 pitches. Less than six innings, about 200
1: innings. He's almost at 150 now. He's got 147 innings. A month and a half left in the season. He'll be he'll be close, but you need. I I don't like
2: seeing the starts of five innings, over 100 113 pitches, five and two thirds innings. He's got really good stuff and a lot of times he really figures out how to get through games, but it doesn't look the way that I think it should if he's going to be that bona fide ace. When's the know. last
0: time he gave up more than three earned runs in a May, start?
2: May 18th, I believe it was, against the Seattle Mariners. He gave up four. Start before that, yeah, he gave good. up five against like the Angels. That was
3: like that 18-4 bludgeoning that Correct. Gave yeah. Mariners, right?
0: uh, yeah, he gave the Of course was, Manny has that off the top of well, his no, head. Because remember- he didn't get the win.
3: Right, yeah, because I he remember. Didn't get through five. Danny and I talked because it was a Saturday night game, and Danny and I talked about it the next morning on Sports uh, okay. Sundays about him in, in a blowout win like that. He couldn't. He get couldn't he finish. couldn't get far enough to qualify for the win.
0: You guys follow Game Score Bill James's metric that they use on Baseball Reference? Uh, not close enough to know like to have an opinion. Let me on give it. you a, just a just an overview, and, I, and then I'll get to my point as quick as I can. So, so Bill James, baseball thinker man. Develop this stat to try and see, like, I don't like quality start. It's misleading, but, you That's know, fair. let's let's go a little bit further than that. Uh, game score, you start with 50 points, and then I'm not going to give you every single thing, but basically, you know, plus a point if you get uh, an, an extra out-recorded, so three points for the first inning, three for the second inning, and so on and so forth. You finish the game, you know, 27 points. And then you're subtracting things for stuff like walk, add a point for a strikeout, all that kind of stuff. So, long way of saying... By game score, yesterday was the worst start of Brios' season. I don't think you need a fancy metric to decipher that. I Five think, no. I think every
2: I single that. metric out there would tell you
0: Five. yesterday was the worst My start. eyes were the only metric I needed. <laughs> I, I, fair enough. I walked into that bear trap. <laughs> I think I think
2: your ears could have told
0: you <laughs> that it was the worst. <laughs> yeah, Ronald Acuna on line one. Five I, and two-thirds innings, uh, nine earned runs. It's interesting that it comes on the heels of, according to game score, His best start of the season, July 31st, seven innings against the Marlins. I know, insert Marlins joke here, no earned runs, two hits through those seven innings, 11 Ks and no walks. It's a little bit concerning that his worst outing comes right after that. And at the same time, if that was flipped, the exact same thing happened, the exact same two starts happened, we'd be looking at this start and saying, boy, Good thing he flushed that one, got that right out of his system. Jose Brio's looking like an ace. Like, of all the things to me, when watching this Twins team,
1: and they're about to start right now, turn your TVs down, turn your radios up, let's talk Twins and watch the Twins all together here on the Score North First Place Twins show. But when I watch this team and going through the course of the season, I get a little bit of panic about the bullpen. I get a little bit of panic about some sloppy fielding that we saw for a stretch there. There are things to be concerned. I get... I get concerned about the starting staff two through five when it comes to a playoff series. I, there are, there are gripes about this baseball team that I understand and that I see. Even if I don't agree with them or think they're as bad as other people think they are, I understand them and I see them. If there's one thing, well, two things. When I watch this Twins team that I don't really have concern about, it's offense. They're going to put up runs and Jose Barrios. I have next to zero concern or trepidation about sending Jose Barrios out to the mound on any given night, including game one of a playoff
3: series? I have one big concern with Jose Barrios right now. Velocity. It's down. Drastically? I think last night his fastball was down, I think, two or three miles an hour. That's a reason for concern. That would be a reason for concern. Because
2: that's... The difference, a lot of yeah. times, in Manny, you and I talked about this on Cluster Fun earlier, two or three miles an hour off your fastball is the difference between whether or not Ronald Acuna's ball hits the top of the batter's eye in center field or if it's a pop-up right, or a swing and a miss. Like, that's the difference between hitting a ball 500 feet and missing it.
1: If that persists, yeah, that would be a concern. But that's yeah, interesting. Again, you look at what he just did in July. He had a two four three ERA, and again, he hasn't given up more than four earned runs going all the way back to May before last night.
2: Manny, do you know what his velocity was on his fastball average last night by chance?
0: I don't. I got it for you. Ninety two.
3: what is it usually? Ninety two and a half. He's
0: like a ninety four guy typically. Yeah. And actually, I was just pulling up his his stats page. Uh, after Manny said that, I was kind of like, oh, wow, well, yeah, I, since I, I watch it from the stand, so I guess I didn't even recognize that that was down. And I looked up his his game logs on Brooks baseball. Actually, his fastball was down in the Miami start, too. So, back-to-back starts, like a mile and a half, two miles off his
3: mm-hmm. fastball. And you, and, and you can get away with it. before that, was it good? Yeah, 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 94. You can get away with it when you're going against a A team. Yeah, if it's the Miami Marlins, yeah. If you're losing a little velocity on your fastball, you can get away with that. But the Atlanta Braves with Ronald Acuna Jr. and... Freddie Freeman and Josh Donaldson you can't get Oof. away with That's that, a man, good By the now. way, uh, Ozzy Albie's just <laughs> that was a bomb. Left off the game on the first <laughs> pitch. Yeah. Was that the first? Was that a first pitch too? That was No, no, deck. no. That
2: was a second batter of the game. Exactly. I, think I think that was. No a oh yeah, cool I don't okay. know if that was second or third deck, but that was That wasn't crazy. Manny. I
0: wasn't even watching because the TCL TV with the Twins game on it is behind my back here <laughs> <That> in the <laughs> Scorearm <laughs> Studios. But I just saw four eyeballs light up all at once, <laughs> yeah. like huh? As Danny and Rami are looking at this thing over
3: has basically sure. said, here's a meatball, why don't you crush it? Do you have his velocity on that pitch, Manny? I thought he was still
0: warming up, apparently, on that one. <laughs> uh, that one's not so much about velocity. That's you can't be middle-middle on, on that yeah. pitch that to that a, hitter. Uh, oh, that wasn't the first right pitch down the the middle of the game. No, it was the was plate no, it was second, second batter.
3: And now Freeman takes that one deep. And that and one's gone. Oh,
0: that's no, gone. not a good start for the Minnesota Twins. <laughs> so
2: uh, no concerns about
0: Barrios, but this Martin Perez guy doesn't seem to be too <laughs> well,
2: yeah,
1: Can we move on from Jose Barrios and start talking about how bad Martin Perez so, is right
0: now? <laughs> <laughs> So here's what I said. We did the we did the live event at Modest Brewing yesterday. The the live taping of thanks to everybody who came out. Oh by my the way. gosh, so Had much hundred people there, and some great Twins hot takes and some great questions from the crowd. Um, <laughs> what I said then is like someone asked if um, Devin Smeltzer takes Michael Pineda's spot in the rotation or Martín Pérez. It's gotta be an open question right now. I don't, I don't think Martin Perez is making a postseason start for you, especially if he looks like this Martin Perez. That's not a hot take. That's just a fact. If he is, I'm willing to bet you're not winning that game. It, it's tough sledding for sure for the twins. Now nah, I can go score 16 runs off nine bombas and life is great, but. Uh, yeah, that's putting yourself behind the eight ball a little bit. Um,
3: if, they just they just put a graphic up from Martín Pérez. Yeah, uh, three eighty eight opponent batting average against elevated fastballs. And is three eighty is that good? I, I think it might be pretty good. I would, if you're a hitter. Yeah, I would venture to guess some of those are bombas too. But here
0: yep. here's the whole thing: is like Jose Brios. If you make it to October, which by the way you still have to make it, but I don't, so I don't want to talk about like it's foregone conclusion. But you probably are making it. Jose Brios yeah. is starting for you. He's probably starting Game 1. Martin Perez, meanwhile, you just want him to help you get there. Is he on the playoff roster? Perez? Yeah. Only if you think he's going to be good in relief, and you need that second or third lefty. But right now, the way things are shaping up, Taylor Rogers, is your first lefty out of the bullpen. Devin Smeltzer is looking pretty good as your second. So it does become challenging math-wise to get him on the roster. Now... If he shapes up and he looks like Johan Santana 2.0 like he did for the first five weeks of the season, different story, but the guy that you've seen lately in a Twins uniform wearing Perez on his back is uh, is not appetizing for a postseason Yeah, starter. I
2: wouldn't bet on him looking like Johan Santana ever again.
1: No? You, no. Not, you, don't, you don't see that, Martin Perez coming back? It depends on the no, odds, Danny.
0: Somebody <laughs> gives you a million to one odds like Kevin said in the
3: office. You I take that take bet. It. I mean, if he went up against the Miami Marlins, like A bunch of times, it's possible.
0: (laughs) Oh, weird. Miguel Sano making a nice charge play. He almost messed it
3: up. Hey, so I guess I want to just wrap the Jose
0: Brios thing by saying, one start, it's okay to be, you know, mad in the moment and, of course, and disappointed at whether you're Jose, whether you're a fan, whether you're one of his teammates, whether you're one of his bosses. It's okay to be, like, disappointed or frustrated that he didn't get it done. Secondly... You're not taking the ball out of his hands. Let's see what he does in five days. And probably, knowing Jose, gets the ship right back on track. And when you just look at the consistency of what he's done, and I agree with Danny, I'd like to see
1: his his A stuff more often than than maybe we've seen this year. But regardless of stuff, when you just look at the consistency of production that you've gotten out of this guy, start after start after start, I I mean, there can't be a lot of guys around Major League Baseball who you can feel better than throwing them onto the mound for the first game of a playoff series. There are a few. I'm not saying he's the best pitcher in baseball, but the fact that he's not giving up more than three runs over the course mm-hmm. of five, six, maybe seven innings on a good night, that's all. That's really all you can ask for from a starting pitcher, yeah. isn't it?
0: With that offense, you take that. <laughs> for sure. Six innings, three runs, you're good to go. Hand it over to the bullpen that just got a little bit better, too. I. I I think the one concern that's super fair is throughout his career to date. Now, young career, granted, but it's not like he's a rookie. He has a tendency to fade. He, you know, he's a guy who was famous among his teammates for a couple of years as a guy who was like throwing his first bullpen of the spring on Thanksgiving. Instead of uh, maybe uh, January 15th like a lot of other guys. And that's great. He's a workout freak. He loves it. He's one of the fittest guys you'll meet. And if you wear down at the end of the season because you just were pitching so much more than everybody else, that starts to become a problem. I know for a fact that Jose has addressed those thoughts or concerns or whatever with an eye toward stretching it out, going deeper into the summer and hopefully into the fall if you're the Twins. So I'm just fascinated to see if that t- type of work and that type of regimen is going to pay dividends for him, or if, as Manny pointed out, the last couple starts, his fastball's down, and this is just another late-season fade. That's the thing to watch I for in next pretty, start. That's pretty disappointing if you're the Twins. So
1: I, I just looked up in the street of nothing. I don't even know what happened. Yeah, oh.
2: Martin Perez gave up a single and then a double to the wall. He is uh, not good at pitching. But and maybe my <laughs> it's a seamless take Charlie Cob Charlie Culberson It's, it's not a wrong one either. Um maybe my criticism's a bit unfair of Brios. I just I am at the point where I, no, I, I expect more out of this. Guy. I get it. No, like, I get what you're it's, saying. It's, I about... don't think he's not a fine pitcher and one of the best pitchers around. I just think that we should be seeing the best version of Brios more often than we do.
1: I get what you're saying about the consistency of the stuff. And I don't think that that's just, I don't think that that's just, you know, rhetoric. I don't think that's just sports talk guy. No, trying to, it's it's, it's what, real. It's yeah. real that he he has not been as consistent as you'd like him to be with the stuff that he brings to the mound day in and day out. But the fact that he's able to work through that and overcome it more times than not to the degree that he has, to the fact that he hasn't given up more than three earned runs in over two months of any start. I mean, that's, like I said, the consistency that's what you're really looking for from a guy who you're going to throw out there for the first game of a playoff series. Do we know what we can expect from Jose Barrios in game 1 of the ALDS? And the answer is absolutely yes. You know you're going to get close to 6 innings and 3 runs or less from that guy. And like Derek said, that's enough with this that should be enough with this offense.
3: Depends who you're going against. True. The the other thing we have to keep in mind though is the innings part of this is Is a big part of this. Now, this previous two starts, he went seven, and that's good. But considering where this bullpen is at, with Dyson not being available right now, you got Taylor Rogers and you got Sergio Romo, and you cross your fingers with Trevor May and um, Tyler Duffy, right? Yeah. I mean, and if and if your number one guy can't give you six or seven, if he's giving you five, about five more often than he's giving you six or seven you' you're you're tax you're, we're getting into that conversation of taxing your bullpen again, and right now, with Dyson being out of the mix right now i mean they they need they need their number one guy to be their number one guy as consistently as possible.
2: I will say that I think last night's concerning in terms of what could lie ahead for this weekend, especially after what we've seen in the first inning today because Barrios not going not being able to give you what he could give you last night and having to go in the bullpen and then having to go into the bullpen. It does not look like Martin Perez is very long for this game. I could be wrong here. I see a complete
1: game in his future. But it doesn't look like Martin
2: yeah. Perez is going to give you seven innings today. And that bullpen I don't know why you have to be
1: so pessimistic all the keep time. Keep locked here and we'll let you know. <laughs> um,
2: but I, with that, I think that you might be concerned about what this bullpen is going to look like with the, the biggest series of the season coming up and having two back-to-back terrible starts. I'd Therefore, like to
1: hear what Twins fans are thinking or feeling about Jose Bria. 651-646-8255 or tweet us at SKORNORTH. North is how you can follow us on all our various social media outlets. It's also how you can watch us streaming live on Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. Right now, you can see us sitting here talking twins, watching. Twins. Watch
2: me eat my taco. Watch the break. Danny
1: eat. There is there is a bite left of that taco there. Oh, yeah. You're going to finish that? I am going to. <laughs> yes,
2: Rami. I'm hungry. Just.
1: As a former, <laughs> yes. you can say it. I'm still, I'm still kind of a fat
3: guy. You're about to say fat former guy. fat guy. Watch your, watch your eyes. I just, I just finished a bacon cheeseburger watch. with chipotle mayo on it about a half hour ago, and it was fantastic.
1: I really, d- Derek was eating some sort of plate of Mexican deliciousness before the show started. I'm not sure quite what it was. I don't know how you guys eat these heavy meals and then. Come on the air and have the energy and the wherewithal to, to to host a sports talk radio show. I can't do it. It's not a heavy meal. It's not like I'm having pasta. I had two hard boiled eggs and yogurt with fruit
2: before
3: I. Oh, sounds terrible.
0: <laughs> That's
1: it. it sounds
3: terrible. <laughs> that was. It reminds it's all, it, it, Rami, it's all my, about toughness. I was toughness just going to say gray.
0: mental toughness. <laughs> mental toughness. You know, you got to have mental toughness <laughs> time, for 48 minutes. the
3: mantra, man. The
0: eggs
1: weren't in the yogurt and fruit, they were separate. Thank They're, goodness. Still a note for me. <laughs> All right, <laughs> a well-fed Scoredorth first-place Twins show <laughs> live from Bombasota, the land of ten thousand rigs, where the magic number is forty-seven. Miguel Sano was one for two.
0: Let's bat around some banter. Twins, twins.
3: The Score North Twin Show on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. That's it deep down the line near the pole and gone. A
1: two-run home run. Take a look at the pitch. Yeah, changeup, and Carver showing off his power. Those Garver Bombas, courtesy of Fox Sports North. This is the Score North First Place Twins show, live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes, where the magic number is 47. Miguel Sanoa is one for two with two walks last night in the Lost Twins are trailing the Braves right now, three to nothing in the bottom of the first inning out at Target Field. Turn your TV down, turn your radio up, and take
0: in the Score North First Place Twins show. I've got two predictions. I have two predictions for you guys if you want them. All right. One, this one ain't over. Down three, nothing in the bottom of the first. Nelly I was going to say,
1: I'll go out on the limb of saying three runs doesn't win this game.
0: This this uh, final score will not be three to zero. That's uh prediction number one. Prediction number two: you might get a heavy dose of Cole Stewart today, and the reason I think that is because they called him up before this game, sent Cody Stashak packing for AAA Rochester, and so I was like, oh, well, they, a classic fresh arm transaction, huh? you going to get an inning out of him from the bullpen. Cole Stewart, former starter has not pitched since August first. So I gotta think there's some miles in those tires today. If uh if so if it so happens that you need it and Martin Perez does not finish eight innings today, uh you might see some Cole Stewart. I have a prediction as well. Let's hear it Dan. Martin Perez will not finish eight innings. <laughs> you don't think so? Okay. All right, well tandem prediction. We'll go out together on that and uh, call it a parlay bet. I uh, got some tweets
1: on the Jose Barrios issue that we were talking about before, and then we will heap praise on, on Mitch Garver, as Derek likes to do. <laughs> Billy tweets at Score North. He says, what irritates me with the Twins is their offense is World Series capable this year. All capital letters, and the pitching is not. If we had another ace and a stronger bullpen, that would take a ton of pressure off Barrios and his arm. Tweeting at Score North, at Derek Wetmore, at Romney's tweeting.
0: Well, yeah. Of course it would, and now that time has come and gone. Like the time to make that move is past, so now we just focus on what they have and how it's going to get through to the finish line.
2: So this was my trade deadline take that they didn't do enough in terms of what the front office and trading for Sam Dyson's nice, and trading for Sergio Romo was nice, and those guys certainly will help your bullpen if Sam Dyson's healthy. If he's not, then he won't. I which heard he might seen. start playing catch as early as this week. So I, I saw for Friday, whatever that's worth. I saw Friday he might start throwing, but. They didn't do anything that... Neither of those guys walking into the clubhouse at Target Field screams to those guys on the team, we believe you guys can win the World Series. The front office didn't make a move that says that. While the Astros already believe they can win the World Series, as everyone inside that clubhouse believed themselves that the Twins can win the World Series, as they should. If you don't, you're you're there for the wrong reasons. But when, when Zach Greinke walked into the Astros' clubhouse, it was confirmation from ownership from front office, and the Twins did not get that in the form of a trade. And that's something that I do think is... I don't want to say the front office blew it because we have to wait and see, but I don't think that they did enough. I think that they they kind of wasted an opportunity when they have a lot of a team that is ready to go out and win the world series. They have an obvious hole where they don't have a good enough playoff starting rotation. They don't have a good enough bullpen that, that screams world series team. They had an opportunity to get better and they just didn't.
0: Yeah. So Danny and I have gone back and forth on this. Rami, I want your take on it. Not on uh, slaying the Milwaukee comedy scene. Thank you. The, I, I heard the reports of spies in the crowd said you did in fact slay. Which is, I I can confirm. Yeah. I heard the other I heard the other way actually.
1: <laughs> I heard it didn't go well. There'll be videos soon for everybody to make All their right. own judgments. Yeah, yeah. You make up your mind.
0: Yeah, I fought Danny on this a little bit and we had a healthy debate because on one hand I'm like, yeah, man, I hear what you're saying 100% and I think you represent a fairly big portion of the fan base. Twins didn't do enough to get it over the hill and that sort of if you want to call it lack of action, right? That like added two relievers who, yes, will be used in higher leverage, but you didn't add the really. You didn't get your Aroldis Chapman, and you also didn't go get a starting pitcher when that was rumored for weeks and months. On the other hand, I took it the other way, just glass-half-full guy, I guess. Instead of saying to the clubhouse, we don't think you're ready to win a World Series, so here's two lesser parts, I think they were saying, we think you're good enough to win a World Series as it is. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a, a long road, but we think that you guys have the team here to get it done. Here are a couple additions to fortify it. I'm going to disagree with both of you guys. Oh, all right. Well, then you're, I, you. I heard your show wasn't that good. <laughs> Welcome to the right side. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just kidding, Rami. What do you got?
1: Well, I'm going to agree and disagree with both of you guys in this in this sense. Danny is half right when the message can be sent that, yes, we believe in you, and I think that does give a boost to a clubhouse. I've heard players say that that gives a boost to a clubhouse when, when you go out and make that marquee move before the trade deadline. But I don't think that the I don't think that the flip side of that is necessarily true. I don't think that it's deflating at all to that clubhouse when you don't make a move because they already had some level of belief in themselves, and so they don't show up to work on August first and go, "Man, the front office doesn't believe in us," and kick dirt and you know what I mean and yeah and and, and, and right and lament the team that they have. They've gotten pretty far looking pretty good with the guys that they have and they probably believe in each other to a man almost one through 25 depending on what the one through 25 is on a given night so they missed out on the opportunity to give the team a boost but I don't think that it took the wind out of their sails I'm
2: not saying that the guys in that clubhouse are saying wow they really don't believe in us I'm saying that it wasn't reaffirmed to them.
0: That's the optics of it anyway. That it that.
2: wasn't, it wasn't, oh, they really do believe in us. They can't, they cannot say they really, really believe in us. They proved that they believe in us. They all also say, can't say that they don't believe in them. Right. But there, nothing walked through that door that said, wow, they are all in on us. I, and, I don't know.
0: Sergio Romo's that guy for me. No, Sergio all Romo's All in not is different because like, you're not like, you're, You're not mean, trading Alex Kierloff for Alex Thor? Thor. Right. Ser- Sergio Romo is
2: not that guy. Sergio Romo is a nice piece. He is a nice bullpen arm. He is not that guy. You brought up a Chapman who, sure, in yeah, 2016, yeah. he was that guy for the Cubs.
0: You didn't get Kirby Yates. You, you did didn't
2: not, get you Ken didn't, Giles. You didn't get that guy that didn't said, get Will Smith. we're all in to win the World that's Series fair. this year. That's fair.
0: Yep. You did not do that. I think you made a bet on this year, but all and, in would be while, fair.
1: While I agree with Danny that I wish they had done more, if you weren't going to go out and get a Thor or another frontline pitcher to add, to Jose Barrios. Marcus Stroman. I would have liked to have seen them really, really upgrade the bullpen so that on any given night, you don't really need more than five innings from a starter. And and you can just go six innings six through nine throughout the playoffs, just throwing great high leverage arms at baseball teams. I think that's one way you can compensate for not having a great starting staff, especially in the postseason. I wish they had done that, so I agree with Danny there, but at the same time, you look at what other teams did, and I'm not, I'm not saying that to compare yourself to the teams who didn't do their best at the trade deadline. You should be comparing yourself to the Astros. They are the class of the American League right now, and they went out and added Zach Granke to a roster that looks like the class of the American League. So you want your team to be that, but when I say that, look at what the rest of the team's done, I'm just talking about the market and how much it moved. And that tells me that there might not have been that much opportunity out there for them to go and add more frontline arms to the bullpen or to the starting rotation. You have to look at what was done and, and, and sort of judge the twins on that when you look at what moves you were looking for them to make. This, that tells me, and, uh, Glenn Perkins touched on this a little bit last night on the live taping of the Glenn Perkins show, which will air tomorrow at this time right here on score north that, you know, Noah Syndergaard wasn't traded. Will Smith wasn't traded. Those guys were either pulled off the trading block or the asking price was too high, not just for the Twins, but for everybody who showed interest in them.
2: But Marcus Stroman was, and that asking price was not too high. And the Twins did not make that happen. And
0: I wanted Zach Greinke, so
2: I'm with was was, Zach Greinke was never coming here. Like, he wasn't going to waive his no-trade clause to come to the Twins. I think it was the did Astros or nowhere. He said that it was Astros or nowhere else. Like, he was not waving his no-trade clause to come to Minneapolis. I'd say that, too. It's the number one way to ingratiate yourself with a fan base, but I
0: digress. I don't think Zach
2: Rinke was ever going to come
0: to Minneapolis. I'm just being difficult. <laughs> I did want Zach Greinke. I would have given up a package of prospects and paid him a lot of money for the next two years. But I, I I'm
2: also but here curious if ownership would have been comfortable picking up that chunk of change yeah, I think for that. that is... Like, he's really good right now, but he's got a lot of money left on that deal, and he's not exactly the youngest guy on the market
1: yeah. either. And I would have traded Lewis or Kirloff for, say, a Noah Syndergaard. But if the asking price was higher than that, if it was Byron Buxton, or it, or let's let's end these talks right now, if that's what the Mets were saying, I 100% agree with Falvey and Levine for not not paying that price. That'd be a power
3: I, move. <laughs> I also wonder how, how much the Mets really legitimately wanted to trade Syndergaard.
1: Oh, clearly oh, I think they it was that. real. I think it was real. I think I think both sides were ready to for a divorce. I mean, Noah's, if you look at Noah Syndergaard's uh, Twitter account, and he might have just been trolling us in the media more than really putting anything out there about his relationship with the Mets, but he had Mets pitcher for possibly a limited time in his bio. Like, but that's he,
3: him, though. No, I, know, but I he, don't know that both sides were ready. I think one side was ready. I don't know. I think the, he the was ready. The side that controls it was ready. Because I feel like if the Mets were really fixated on moving him then he would have gotten moved i agree with that like I agree they, with if, that. if you if you really want to move a guy and you feel like moving that guy is the is in the best interest of your franchise you move him
1: not if you have is it three plus years of no contra- it's, oh, so it's two, the rest
0: of this and two more two
1: plus years of contractual control you don't have to sell him now you could like, trade him in the winter but that, if that's, exactly. that's,
3: but that that goes back to my original point though like how they how much motivated. did they really? Yeah, how motivated were they? Were they moti- really I think motivated.
1: I think they were motivated enough that at the right price they would have moved. Him. Like I really wanted
2: to work out they this didn't morning. Get that
0: offer, I didn't. Thing. Okay. Excellent. Period. I did guys. Hey, you, you Just d- uh, we know you did. It but you Arms don't get day. to come in and say, like, yeah, I don't know. I'm like, I'm feeling good about myself because I did want to work out today.
3: <laughs> no, dude. I didn't. I, I didn't they, make it. Okay? I think the Mets were open to the idea of moving Cinder Garden. I was I open to the idea of working out, exactly, manny, and here we like, are. <laughs> I don't think I don't think they were fully motivated motivated or steadfast yeah. on moving Yeah, uh, I agree with that. So
1: you didn't work out and you ate that giant lunch? It's
3: been a big why am I the fattest
0: guy? on the show.
3: This doesn't it's make been, any sense day. whatsoever.
0: Uh, I, uh, the first 30 years of my life explains it. We were looking at the upcoming series with the Indians, and now this gets a little dicey with the Twins down 3-3 three, three rip in the second inning here, but Danny and I, just in the break... Some, you want to do some scoreboard I watching think, next I think segment? There are two critical factors that Ooh. are going to happen today. With the Indians and the Twins, vis-a-vis their head-to-head series at Target Field, I do think we should talk about that today. We will do just that right after this on the
1: Score North First Place Twins Show, live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 ranks. Magic number is 47. Miguel Sano is one for two with two walks yesterday. He's Derek, he's Danny, he's Manny, I'm Rami, and we're all back after this on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app.
0: The Score North Twins Show. Have you guys ever wondered what it's like to be a twin? On Score North and scorenorth.com.
3: All right, time for a Score North download. It's 1242. It's Manny Hill here with you. And uh, the Score North download is brought to you by MyPillow. And uh, Jose Barrios last night against the Atlanta Braves, he was not good. He gave up uh, nine earned runs in five innings of work. It was not a good performance for the Twins' number one starter. Uh, But here's what uh, Twins manager Rocco Baldelli had to say about his uh, right-handers performance. You know,
1: I think it's probably one to kind of wipe the slate clean of and, and kind of move on. Jose's been pitching great for us. Um, he's had a great run going. Um, you know, we ran into a, a good team, swinging the bats well, and, uh, you know, he might not have been uh, completely on what he was uh, wanting to do tonight, and that happens. That's, that's certainly going to happen. He's been phenomenal this year, and I'd expect him to jump right back on track next time out.
3: And that next time out for Jose Barrios right now is slated for a Sunday uh, matinee Finale against the Cleveland Indians in that four game set coming up. So we'll see if the Twins' number one starter can uh, bounce back from last night's performance. As we return to the Score North first place twin show, Rami.
1: Live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 ranks where the magic number is 47. I am Rami McLaugh along with twins reporter Derek Wetmore, Danny Cunningham. You can uh, read both these fine gentlemen's written work at scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app because in addition to being able to stream everything from this fine radio station live or download and listen upon your convenience, it's also your one-stop shop for all the written content from scorenorth.com as well. And all of that all of that, we give to you, the Score North listener, because we love you for free. It's all free, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Score Limited north. time account. only.
1: Possibly limited time
0: only. I, uh, so act someone fast.
2: actually told me that it, we might start charging for the app next week.
0: Next week? That's what oh, I heard. man. Was it somebody inside these walls or outside these walls?
2: I'm just saying but, I, I might have heard something. Or were you dreaming? You that's,
1: might want to have the app sooner than later. That's probably not true, but act fast
0: just You don't know?
1: Just in case. Now, uh, Derek, you you told us before the break that uh, you're doing a little scoreboard watching today. I mentioned the magic number is 47. Twins came into the day with a a three-and-a-half game lead on the Indians, who are also in action. Twins uh, trail the Braves three and nothing, but Indians and Rangers scoreless in the bottom of the second.
0: Yeah, I'm watching that because they've got the doubleheader, and Danny told me they're going sack for Game 1? Yes, Zach Plesak's pitching now against Texas. And, and Game 2 was like just a bullpen day.
2: Bullpen, yeah. Which So, obviously, if you're the Twins and the Indians have to play two games the day before they're coming to town for a four-game set, that's a little bit of an advantage that's for you because thing. they're yeah. going to be a little bit tired and they're going to have to travel, but... On the flip side of that, last night's game being rained out means that you're now going to see Mike Clevenger tomorrow night who really has been... Shane Bieber's been really good for the Indians, and Mike Clevenger, when he's healthy, has been their best pitcher. You're going to see him now when you originally weren't going to have otherwise, to deal
0: with that. if they weren't postponed last night, he would have been starting today. He
2: would have been pitching today, so you, so you, would, have seen, you would have seen Zach Plisak on Sunday.
0: And that's big, because Clevenger's an ace. <laughs> Clevenger's a really, really good pitcher, and that's going to be a tough matchup for the Twins. I'm also looking at it in terms of, how do you get through today, Twins and Indians, health-wise? Because now, I mean, we'll see what happens, but they're down 3 nothing after 2, the Twins are. And we'll see how far Martin Perez can get him. Who knows?
2: He has retired three batters in a row without giving up a run.
0: Danny predicted that he won't go eight innings. So keep it locked here to uh, see if that prediction (laughs) holds true or not. But they're going to have to probably dig into their bullpen, right? And so you're trying to set yourself up nicely, if you can, for a big, big Indians series that starts tomorrow at Target Field, a four-gamer Cleveland's thinking the same exact thing right now, I guarantee you. They're like, please, Mr. Polisek, please go eight innings and let this second game of a doubleheader against a decent but not great Texas Rangers ball club, please let us get through this relatively unscathed from a pitching standpoint. If you're Cleveland, yeah, you want to sweep the doubleheader, but your second priority beyond that is have your pitching lined up and ready to go against the Twins in Minnesota, and that's a tall task. So... Both teams kind of up against it today, but I just wanted to confess to you, Rami, and and to Manny, because I told you guys two months ago that I was done scoreboard watching. Mm -hmm. Didn't care what the Indians did the rest of the way. Are you scoreboard watching? I'm scoreboard watching, like every single day. I I care a lot about what happens to the Indians now, because the Twins might win 100 games, and Cleveland might just win 102. So i got to pay attention to how things are going down in Cleveland. I think
2: those are aggressive totals
3: for both teams. Possible.
0: The Twins are on pace to win 100 right now. I think now. that's a little aggressive for
3: both <laughs> All right. We'll see. The last time uh, Martin Perez went eight innings, by the way, was May 1st of this year.
0: Yeah, back when he was Johan Santana and life was great. And (laughs) granted, to his
3: credit, it was against the Houston Astros. Yeah.
0: No, yeah,
2: I remember remember that
3: start. It was a a long time ago.
2: I'm going to bet everyone in here that Martin
1: Perez will not pitch in any He he ain't going in. I'm not taking that bet. He he ain't going in. What are the odds? You got to know know the odds. Unless you want to give me odds. I was just going
0: to say, unless you want to give me odds. I'm skeptical of some kind of body swap going on here because of the guy (laughs) that we saw in April and early May. But I. You hope that he writes the ship here, and as Danny rightly pointed out, he's recorded three consecutive outs without giving up a run. You want him to go deeper so that you are really well set up to have not only your start complement of starting pitching for the Cleveland series. You know, Kyle Gibson, probably Devin Mm Smeltzer, Jake Odorizzi, and Jose Barrios. That's That's a decent little quartet there, but you also want... Taylor Rodgers rested and available or in a perfect world, you do use Taylor Rodgers here today. Cause that would mean that the game is within striking distance and you got a chance to win a series against the Bravos, but I've, They've I'm had, looking at this and saying, I want arrested pitching staff going into the Cleveland series. That it's,
1: bullpen has been such a revolving door. I don't, I'm don't. i not exactly sure, and having four days off, I'm not exactly sure who is down. Do they have a human white flag down in the bullpen right now who they could just throw out
0: to eat up some else? Well, they called up Cole Stewart today, uh, and he had not He's pitched guy, since right? August 1st. I don't know if uh, they would resent the comment, human white flag, but if you do need <laughs> somebody to just... You know. You know what I mean. Swallow hard and pitch five innings. The
2: anti-victory cigar.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) I I don't know if they have that guy. But, you know, with Sam Dyson on the injured list... And because you're right. You really you would like somebody if it, it I mean how much Martin
1: Perez can do at this point is limited because of the way doing nothing, you guys. that this game started, but you would like somebody to go out there and eat up some innings so sure. you have your full complement of arms but for we're talking a, a, of, a huge series
0: coming up. We're talking about a big game here with the Braves. This matters. Potential World Series preview. I just said potential, but you're also talking about it like it's a 15 nothing game right now. It's 3-0 in the third. Like I don't think we're talking about it like
2: it's a 15 nothing game. I think we're talking about it. It's
1: Martin Perez. Yeah, I'm not counting the twins out. I'm <laughs> counting Martin Perez out. Okay, let's, okay. Let's, be cool. right. let's be clear about what I'm saying Just here.
0: something about the connotation of the phrase human white flag threw me for a loop.
1: You never heard that before? You were thrown for a loop last time I used that term. You never heard that before uh, I, guess, I started using it? I guess I route? just
0: get thrown for loops a lot. <laughs> I don't know. I get what you're saying with it. It makes sense, but it's three mean, nothing. I don't mean to be demeaning to Cole Stewart, <laughs> or whoever that might be today,
1: but I'm just saying, man, sometimes that's that's what you are. You that was
0: goal. Rami. You've officially been in Minnesota for long enough, and Manny can back me up on this. For you to give a compliment like, I didn't mean to throw shade, but <laughs> shade! Hey, man, <laughs> that's Minnesotan as it It's not the greatest role, we have a role on a Major League Ball Club. Welcome church. to Minnesota, Rami. As long as
2: those checks cash. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We uh,
3: are <laughs> top of the third right now. We've got two on and nobody out against uh, Martin Perez. Ah. Right where you want him.
0: It's <laughs> yeah. the With old the, the rope a dope,
1: the bringer of rain, stepping to the plate. The old rope a dope. By the way, real quick, uh, before we go to the break, I can't believe we've gotten fifty-one minutes into the show and you have not brought up Mitch Garver. Eh, I think
0: people know. <laughs> at, this point, <laughs> at this point, if, this you, point, if you know, you know. You don't even need to talk about it anymore. At our event yesterday, so they asked, they were, "What's your hottest twins take right now?" Uh... And I I didn't really know what to say. I think
1: Judd took the cake with that. Absolutely. Don't say what he said, because it's going to air tomorrow at noon. That's right.
0: When when Phil asks for hot takes, did Jud- those are those hot takes part of the show that'll make yeah, three? Okay, yeah, I okay. think
1: so. Judd comes out guns ablazing. Yeah, he, he
0: really does. The Judd's the best. Smoking hot take. He goes, "Well, you asked for a hot take. What do you want?" <laughs> I was like, Whoa, geez, i mean, reasonable. Uh, maybe he'll spoil that in hour two of the scoring on the first place twin show when he jumps on the microphone. But yeah, mine was that uh, Mitch Garver is the best player in baseball, not named Mike Trout. So.
1: Which is not true, but Buster only through this little tidbit out there on Twitter at Buster ESPN. How dare you? Said Mitch Garver might be captain of the all underrated MLB team in twenty nineteen. Twenty homers and weighted runs created of one fifty. Derek, you want to explain what weighted runs
0: created? Yeah. WRC is like a hundred is average. Mm-hmm. And then for every like if you're ten points above, if you're a one ten WRC plus you're, like, 10% better than the average hitter. It's not a stat I use a ton anymore, but, like, so Mitch Garver, if he's got a 150 WRC+, Plus is 50% better than your average, Joe. Also a 978 OPS and 2.7 more. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's really good. Pretty good. For a catcher who's improved immensely behind the plate, I'll take that. Leading off against lefties and just mashing. He's uh I know they don't give out most of the player
1: in baseball, but if they did, it
0: would be Mitch Garver and by a by a stretch. Yeah, if there Byron Buxton doesn't come class. back. <laughs> if Byron Buxton doesn't make it back on the field anytime soon. And did I
1: see in the show prep email this morning that uh, our guy
0: Luis Arries is Oh, I got a stat for you, Rami. Is a among the league leaders and on base percentage. That was my second favorite part of the mm-hmm. taping yesterday at Modest Brewing Company. My first was getting to meet a whole bunch of people that either I've seen on Twitter before or just listen to the Score North first place twin show and start to get to put some faces with names and all that. That was my first favorite thing. My second is the guy who came up to ask you a question, Rami, and about Luis. Me. And you had an arise off. And he out arised me. He got you.
1: <laughs> Just like that kid did. (laughs) Really good. Yes. Keep going I keep getting pushed down the pecking order of people who can say arise. (laughs) It was bound to happen. I mean, you're really, really good, but it was bound to happen. Yeah.
0: Free market, open competition. Somebody's gonna out arise you. I'm flattered, actually. So that dude did it, and I don't know if he knew this stat off the top of his head, but maybe he did. Your top um On-base percentage producers in the major leagues with at least 100 plate appearances this season? Okay, well, we all know the first one. I think he's on Danny's home run team. My
2: home run run team's so good. It's just stacked. It's so good. I I have the two
0: best home run hitters. Care to venture any guesses for who's first in the big leagues in on-base percentage? Mike Trout. Mike Trout. the Yeah, he is on my home run team. He He hit another one last night. A fun fact about Mike Trout is, well, A, I think it's his birthday today. I believe he turns 28. What have we all done with, uh, with... um, the first I drafted him on my home run team, so speak for yourself. <laughs> uh, that is a fun fact. The other fun fact is that he is the best player in baseball, not named Mitch Garver. But he's leading in OBP. Christian Yelich is 2, 428. Cody Bellinger, 3, also on my home run 422. Team. Luis Arise. That's pretty good. Fourth Arise. in the big leagues at 419 with the on-base percentage. That's pretty impressive for a 22-year-old rookie. That's really good. Amazing. Is
1: he in the conversation for Rookie of the Year? He's got to be, right? I know he came up a little late, but there aren't any that come to mind right now, like standout, runaway candidates. Plenito for...
0: in Toronto. Okay. He's probably on the list. Uh, let me let me do some research. Give me the commercial break, and I'll figure out if Luis Arise is going to be in contention. By the for way, that. your guy Mitch Garver, yeah. <laughs> just had a little bit of a
1: scare. His took a foul ball to the face, and it broke his face mask. Oh, no. Broke his face mask. He's fine, but needed a new face mask. I don't know how many... I don't know that I've
3: ever seen that. Jeez. The uh, bases are loaded with nobody out, by the way. Is that good, or... That's not uh, going uh, eight innings. Martin Perez, it's uh, not... Yeah, and Ryan tweeted at
1: Rami's tweeting, I have better odds of flying the Millennium Falcon through an asteroid field than Martin Perez going eight innings. Han Solo pulled it off, dude. Just saying. Just saying. We'll hit a quick break. Judd Zolgad... Is going to join the Score North First Place Twins show right after this. It is on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. Did
2: you know Nissan EVs have traveled 8 billion miles? Just a quick trip to Pluto and back. And what did we learn along the way? Well, that an EV can take on the world, like the Nissan Leaf. It can move racing forward and take your breath away, like the all new Nissan Aria. We learned to make EVs that electrify. 8 billion miles driven by LEAF owners globally since 2010. ARIA not yet available for purchase. Expected availability late fall. Subject to change.